right, thank y'all for tuning in to Just BSing. All right, today we got one of, in my book, the greatest DJs, NVA, hands down. He out here, he doing big things. He DJ, he's photography, he's mentoring. Um, he's out here trying to change the city of Portsmouth. All right, so today we got DJ Baby Boy. What's up, man? What's up? All right, man. So let's take it back. Where are you from and how was it growing up? Um, I was born and raised in Portsmouth. Um, I've been DJing since I was 12 years old. Um, growing up in Portsmouth, drugs, guns, it, it was murder capital. And um, we got used to seeing it. We got used to hearing it. We had a lot of good athletes come up out of Portsmouth, though. Like this guy that's interviewing me. A great <laughs> athlete. I see know I'm Greyhound. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, you say you start DJing at 12. Like, how did you get into it? Because that's a young age to start DJing. Yeah, me and my um me and my friends used to go to um his older brother parties. They used to throw parties at the Coast Guard base. And uh, one, one night the DJ had to use the bathroom and he was like, one of y'all changed the song for me. So, you know, everybody was kind of nervous, like, nah, I ain't doing it. So I said, yeah, I'd do it. And uh, he put one of the hottest songs up there. He was like, just drop it. And uh, I played the song and seen the reaction, man. It kind of turned me on to it. Man, hands down, <laughs> the best DJ. Like, I've never went to a party, club, and the music was phony with you. Even when it wasn't a lot of people there, you could turn the crowd out. You could have it turned up. Thank you, brother. All right, so um, as we know, Portsmouth, man, depending on how old you is, P-Town, the P, Pistol City, the name resigned, like it's yeah. really Pistol City. Well, it ain't even Pistol City no more. It's Chopper City. Yeah, they going crazy, man. Yeah, you know, um, what year you graduate? Two thousand two. All right, so you graduated two thousand two. I graduated two thousand seven. I'm not sure how it was when you graduated, but I know when I was in school, we shouldn't have had it. But if you had a shotgun more than likely saw it off. You was the, like, that was the go-to thing. Not saying, not glorifying it. But now you you see these little middle school, ninth graders, they walking around with choppers, AKs, Dracos, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And unfortunately, you, I, we've been on World Star in the past year, like two <laughs> times. I have people from North Carolina, DC, Cali and they hey ain't it your hometown y'all wildin but to yeah, me not. to me I'm like yeah that's that's home but it ain't normal yeah. it's not normal and you out here really trying to outreach trying to change the city man so from your standpoint how did it start and like what's some things you've done all right so was that your first time knowing somebody getting killed at the age of 16 
Yeah. We was out here having fun, man. And for that to happen, it kind of done something to me. And I remember the first time I heard of somebody. I've seen it, seen a body, but the first time I've heard of it and like recognized it, I was in sixth grade and it was my older cousin friend. But I remember going downtown, hanging with them. And I remember, you you know how it is. You got yeah. your neighborhood, you got your neighborhoods, you know, you fight or whatever. And I'm the smallest person, but they used to be like, yo, if you don't fight, we go get you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I'm so naturally, you know what I'm saying? So I remember sixth grade, um, Quinte got killed. That's him. Oh, that's him. Yeah. And that was the that was the first time, but it wasn't the last. Yeah. yeah. Literally from sixth grade to now, man, like it's so it's so much killing going on over meaningless stuff, neighborhoods, yeah. neighborhoods. Yeah. And you know, Jay-Z said that line, um, y'all fighting over neighborhoods y'all don't even own. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yo, I know money behind it, but that's what I mean. And it it it, it didn't get to the point. It's like they're killing their own family now. Right. Because everybody in Portsmouth, man, like you cousins or you cousins to somebody that's a cousin. So y'all yeah. cousins. And it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm still, well, I don't do nothing anyway. I don't fight. You know, I get the utmost respect. I bump into you. My fault, man. Ain't that I'm a pussy. Ain't that I'm a, a punk or nothing, but I value my life now. You don't never know what that next person got. You don't know. You don't know if that person mentally there. You don't know if that person on a perk, Molly. Trump, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what what do we do? And like, prime example, you're that you're I ain't, you're not a generation above me, but you in that middle that middle. So it's like. We looked up to y'all generation. Yeah. My generation, it was the, it was like Dodo and them. Yeah. But, yeah. but under them, that's the ones that's wilding out now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, and, man. And, and it's like for like Dodo and them generation, I put the blame on my generation because when we was out there in the streets, when we was out there doing God knows what, we had them. What set you up? What hood you from? Yeah. Seeing that. Granted, we'll be like, hey, go ahead. Y'all go ahead on something about to happen. Go ahead. But, you know, you're a little kid. Let me see what y'all know. I go around the cut just to see. What what step as of right now do you think we we need to start off? Because you, you started. You already started. I'm not taking away from none of that. It's just a conversation right now. Uh-huh. So what like what's the first step? Uh first step. <laughs> That's a tough one because uh it's so much damage right now. Well, first with me, I had to better myself as a person. You know, I couldn't mentor kids and I'm out here doing anything, you know, because eventually they look up to you and gonna follow behind you. So I've started working on myself and uh I think a lot of people should work on themselves uh, because you show everything through your action. You show how you think. You show what's going on in your mind. 
through your actions. So, you know, a lot of people hurting right now, you know, a lot of anger. Uh, a lot of the murders are caused by the anger and pain. So, you know, when I sit down and talk with kids, it's usually the missing father. You know, that's that's the main issue. You know, a lot of our kids don't have fathers or male figures to look up to. Yeah. And that's that's start with us first, man. That that's right. That father figure, man, because me personally growing up, it, it was fathers around, but that day-to-day household from being able to recognize to 18, I could honestly say it was maybe five people, seven at the max that I knew was in both parents' households that was raised. And a, a lot of people, not discrediting or not, you said a lot of people always say, well, where are these kids' moms? Where are these kids' dads? And you could be raised perfect. My mom raised me perfect. Like, she she taught me right from wrong. She taught me good from bad. She taught me what I should do, what I shouldn't do. But I still did what I wanted to do. And I, and I never can put the blame on my mom or my dad for none of the actions that I've done. Because I'm the same way. It's the outside surrounding areas. Because you you would the outside surrounding areas more than your parents. Honestly, once you hit that middle school, high school. <laughs> like, yeah, you go to school from seven to three. Your parents more than likely yeah. probably work uh seven to four, eight to five nine to five but then a lot of them still working overtime a lot of parents work at the shipyard so you know the shipyard is 12 hour shifts yeah so then it's like we we don't the old saying was it take a village to raise a child and like right now we we really don't have no village because no not at all people are so disrespectful like you can't tell a little kid like somebody a random old lady could say pull your pants up Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I pull them up. You tell somebody that now. And on top of that, their pants are skin tight. <laughs> pants are skin tight. You tell somebody, uh, you can't even tell nobody to pull their pants up because they got a gun hanging out. You fear that they may do something to you. Yeah. Um, far do you think we should do something like how Cali did, where they got like all the leaders of quote unquote gang neighborhood clicks. Like have there ever been a discussion like bring all the leaders like a neutral zone, safe zone, and try to um move forward from there? Well you know I tried to do it um a few months ago when the murders was like back to back. Um we tried to have a city true. All the all the leaders get the parents, bring the kids, not everybody in the city know what's going on. Um, but you know who tried to stop me? Who was the that? The city. The city, man. And, and, and this you, is why the city like it is. And you would think, like, if you're trying to do that, you get the leader of maybe the sheriff department, police department, the gang task unit, the principal, and, like, you want to better the city. And it seemed like we can't move forward. 
we take one step forward, three steps back. One step forward, two steps back. Like the communication bridge isn't right there. Yeah. It's like they make so much money off the kids getting in trouble. It's like, we don't want you to do this. Because mm -hmm. then the murder stop. And the more murders you have, the more, the more money the state send you. Yeah. See, it's a game they play, man. It's, it's always about money. It's always Big about game. money. I have a um yeah. I have a homegirl who works at a um funeral um parlor, well funeral mm -hmm. home, and she always Portsmouth is. She's from Norfolk. She's from Norfolk, and she's telling me this: Portsmouth is off the chains. Portsmouth is wild. We just had to go get a body. We just had to go to get a body. Um, we had to do this. And don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? I understand you take one of my homeboys, we want it back in blood. We go get one of y'all. And it's a revolving cycle. Like it's revolving. That's what our city is trying to be like. Well, on paper, Portsmouth looks worse. Really? Can you describe that? I figured that? it out when I was in Chicago. Can you describe that? See, Portsmouth is so small. So the numbers are larger. The percentage is larger. So it makes all the murders that go on in Chicago look smaller to a city like Portsmouth. So our murder rate was raised 137%, which I was told the highest in the country. That's, cr that's crazy because, of course, when I was in college, you know, when you go to college, you bring that attitude with you. Yeah. It, it's something about, I'm from Portsmouth. Like you wear yeah, it on your it's shoulders. In it, it's in us. It's not on us, it's in us. So yeah. like when I used to describe Portsmouth and the seven cities, cause of course, if you're not from there, you're not from there, you'll be like, what, what's Portsmouth? What Portsmouth at? You'll be like, Norfolk. They might not even know Norfolk. So then you'd be like, Virginia Beach. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So then you break it down, it's the seven cities. And then I always say Portsmouth is the smallest city, but the most violent city in the seven cities. Yeah. And it's crazy that you said that about Chicago because, you know, Chicago through media makes it a huge deal. And for us to be in that ratio, that category is crazy, knowing where we come from. Yeah. Like I don't live there no more. I live in North Carolina. So when I come home, I um I see the difference in the appearance. It looks mm -hmm. better. It looks better. But then once you talk to the your homeboys, homegirls, yeah, man, you know such such as did this, 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 then they did this, 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 and then you be like, what? I know that person. Yeah. But you never really know a person. You don't. You don't. All right. So with with the with your program, your mentoring program, is it just dedicated to boys? Is it to girls? Is it a certain age group? Um, boys ages five to 17 without father. Without father. Yeah. But if somebody has a both parents household, but they may know you and they be like, yo, Ooh, I'm, I take them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, so now I'm like, 
we're at the point where we have a lot of outreach programs now. We have mentors. We have um, different nonprofit organizations that's doing things for the community. Because growing up, I really don't remember that. Unless you went to <laughs> Portsmouth Summer Camp. Unless you went to Portsmouth Summer Camp, that was like the only outlet. You know, I'm from Charlestown, and my neighborhood did did little things. They had little summer camps. They had little little um events in our neighborhood. But overall, like, it seemed like we got so much going on. AAU is more popular. Um, kids are playing baseball more. They have the football leagues. They have flag football leagues. So I see the, the little kids that's getting into it. How important is that high school atmosphere to change them or to lead them to the correct path? Well, it's, it's kind of rough because... I don't know if you noticed, know Norcom had the most games mm -hmm. um, a few years ago. And it, it was like a war going on. And it, it starts from there. And then it, it goes with the sports. Um, a lot of the kids who are getting into that want to shoot you because you go to this school or that school. And it's just rough right now for the, the teenagers and around here because they started with my, my age group people. They started, mm -hmm. city started taking stuff slowly. And so what, it, what you have now is nothing in the city. Mm -hmm. They trying to rebuild, but the more you took away, and even when it got to y'all, they were still steady taking away stuff. And, you know, they was tearing down basketball courts. They were in the pools. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't too much for the kids to do. So now you have a war going on. And now you want to put all these programs and, and, and you want to build basketball courts and you want to do stuff to gyms. But the kids don't even want to go to the gym now because the gym not safe. Mm -hmm. You can't play outside. They shot up. Churchland uh, basketball court, you know, it's like, what is safe? Every park is getting shot up and, and it's like, if they know you there, they come in. So a lot of the kids, when they reopened uh, rec centers uh, during the pandemic, no, no kids are going to the gym, you know? Yeah, and that's interesting because like, that was the hangout spot. Like, yeah, most we of them, was at every gym. Like, we want to challenge everybody. Yeah, you know. And, but now it's just like, yeah. And see, you just rough, man. It's see what the, off the see with that gym. Like, when I was in school, a little bit after you go to the gym, you know, people had guns. People had guns, but the if you had beef, oh, come on, let's go outside right quick, shoot the one. Yeah. Might get a jump. But people won't pulling out guns yeah. and just start shooting like that. Nah. <laughs> like, I, like. Nah, they didn't. Like when Pop said that off of Friday, you don't need a gun. Y'all sissified. Um, you scared, you scared yeah. to take an ass weapon. That's what it is now, man. Mm. And I and I'm not glorifying fighting, but I'd rather a fist fight, I'd rather jump than 
some bullets get sprayed. Yeah. All right. With with um the high schools, they they turn down. I see that they're starting to tear the hoods down. You think that's you think that's good? Because I know some people have some backlash to it. But what, what's your thought on it? Um, to me, they tear it down, but they build another one. You know, I'm looking at um, they tore down Lincoln Park, but you built the uh, apartments that look like a project, mm-hmm. and then you let Section Eight and low-income people live. That's what's in the project. So all those people just relocate. And we had that situation when um, Jeffrey Will closed. All those people went to church, which made Churchland start to get crazy. You know, Peachtree was one of the main areas, which they call it uh, Chirac. They call it Chirac you know, now? A lot of people tell me that to go out there. And I'm like, I'm from Portsmouth, man. Like, mm-hmm. That's Churchland is its own city, like to us. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I ain't paying nobody attention. They say, Churchland, huh? come on, man. When you live downtown, you know what rough was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's different downtown. So, you know, a lot of them started to go to Churchland and then they started to focus on Old Town, mm-hmm. fixing Old Town up. And uh, it just, to me, it seemed like they just making a nicer place to live but they putting the same people with the same mindset in those buildings so you know uh, where Jeffrey Wilson used to be at they shoot over there they robbing you you know and you were looking over there and not thinking but it's going on so it's just rough man (laughs) so so the projects was built for you. The projects was built for you to come there, get yourself together, and leave. But we we got caught into that. Yeah. Oh, my rent fifty dollars. My rent seventeen dollars. My rent such and such. Yeah. That you got comfortable there, and you don't want to go nowhere, or yep. you don't want to get married because your Section Eight voucher will get taken because you're not supposed to have yeah. a man in the house, or or um. I ain't going away. Oh, I'm not gonna work. But in actuality, man, is is some people out here who really do need that. So, like, how how do we differentiate that people who need those type of houses versus people who's just using those? It's hard to do that because uh, people get so used to it. I think that the money situation mm-hmm. and it kind of knocks you off of what you need to be doing. Because to me, I, I know a few girls that are paying a dollar and 25 cent for their rent. And you telling a person, you can't go get no job or it's going to go up. So it's kind of like you handicapping these people and they get comfortable with it. So a, a person trying to make it out or get mad at the person that's sitting home with a robe on, pajama on all day, and don't do nothing, but you trying to work and, and better your life, and they up in your rent, but 
this girl sits over here and don't do nothing. She pays her dollar and 25 cents. Yeah. So it kind of, it, it like deters you. And it piss you off to a point. You know, I want to sit down too. And so then a lot of females get caught up in that. And it's passed down from grandma to daughter to daughter to the other daughter. And you know, it keeps the cycle going. You know, um, I know a lot of mothers that push their kids like, you better get that Section 8 voucher, you know, instead of saying, go get you some money and and get your own. It's rough, man. Yeah. And like they set us up or something. And, and like you said, like people are bouncing from neighborhood to neighborhood. Um, it's like growing up, like, Oh, you from the Doug, they the Doug, they Lincoln Park, they Prentice, they the Manor, they they yeah. Churchland, Peachtree, Long Point. Um, I hate I hate to get on social media because that plays a crucial role in these young men pride. Like yeah. that plays a crucial role. Like you you don't want to get beat up on facebook live then it's no. like then it's like all right we it, didn't have those back then yeah like if you if you took if you lost it's like all right people go talk about it in school talk about it for about a week at the most all right i'm gonna see them at the party yeah you know what i'm saying but now it's like oh you get on facebook next thing you know people in cali talking about it people across yeah. different countries Viral. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, man, I, I just, I, I don't, it's like, I don't know, but I know what needs to be taken forward, yeah. but can it really be taken forward? You know, you know, they say, as long as you reach one person, but you don't want to reach one person, and then them other 20 people say, fuck yeah. what you said. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be like, man, like yeah. it, it hurt me. It hurt me. Like I, I come home, I'd be like, hey, bro, let's go to the club. I'm home, you know what I'm saying? We go to the club, we can see everybody. But I ain't going to the club. You, you just saying that because you ain't hitting around here. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, that's how bad it is, though, man. And then, and I just don't, I, well, I get it, but I don't get it because it's like, why? And then it's and then honestly, it's some of the older people that still that's that's turning up with the younger ones. Yeah, all the time. And I, I get them for it. You know, um, I was just talking to my homeboy, he's 40 years old, partying 21 year old. I say, man, you probably party with their mamas and daddies. Like, what you get out of that? What you know is it's a I learned something that a guy that wants to party with kids, he can't prove himself to a grown woman. I, I just don't get it. And like you said earlier, when you first mentioned, man, we have great athletes, man. We 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 get overlooked a lot. But once we get that chance, that person excel. Yeah. That person excel and um is is there any outreach programs that's helping these kids get in school? Because honestly, you know, all coaches don't like they are. Right, you come in, you go into the program, you get me a win, winning record. All right, you yeah. go do what you want to do. 
Um, big homie outreach. Um, they're doing a, a basketball showcase for the juniors and seniors in Portsmouth. Um, it will be held at Churchland High School. Um, they came up with it because the kids missed AC. Um, a lot of them missed out on recruitment. And um, I, me and Big Homie, you know, we linked up. Um, so we do a lot of stuff together. And uh, like I say, I wish everybody would support, you know, get behind it. And then a lot of kids need our help. Mm-hmm. And they not getting it. Um, I seen the situation. Uh, we was just, I was just at the field talking about it. A lot of our kids leave the city and go to another city and play ball. And those teams in the other cities excel. And they'll go to that school and get more scholarship balls. And then that leaves Portsmouth looking like you can't help them. You know? Yeah. That, and, and that's true, man. These, these last two classes, they had it great. Granted, yeah. there was, they was telework. But as far as going to college, SAT scores, ACTs wave. So yeah. the only thing you got to do is, if you had a chance, produce some game films. And there's no way that you shouldn't get in school if a coach wants yeah. you. Versus when I was in school, yo, you, you're not clearance house ready. You got the grades, but you don't have the SAT scores or you don't have the grades. And now, yeah. now it's more opportunities because people know about JUCOs now. People know about prep schools. People know about, all right, man, let me reclassify, stay in school one more year. That's it. <laughs> get more exposure, but they don't want to do it. It's crazy. A lot of kids doing that. I, you know, I, I ain't into the reclass. Mm-hmm. You had enough time to get it to go. I would have reclass. You know. If I could go back, I would have did it one more year just to get more exposure. Man, listen, when y'all was in school, if all y'all would have reclass, all y'all be pro. <laughs> but the thing about the re- professional athlete. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would have did it, but I, like I said, I didn't know about it till I got older. Once I started coaching, learned the system, and it's just like we we need people like that. But y'all, but we need somebody in the school system more. Yeah, we, we need a program that balanced out between the guidance counselor the parents and the teacher, because sometimes no. that teacher don't want to reach out or that teacher is not putting the efforts. I'm not getting paid enough to be doing all this. Or you go to the office, you go to the office, they do such and such. But if you got that bridge, whatever you want to call it, let's say big homies with um, D Carlos and them, if they could have like one of them programs at each school, I think that would help the rate of dropouts or you just graduating, yeah. you're not doing nothing. I see that they starting to bring trades. They just got the um, beautician school. Yeah, They got, they got the kids with the uh, early ele- elementary, but we need to bring the trades back because everybody don't want to go to college. Exactly. We had that growing up. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even have we home ec no more. Home. I heard they don't have home ec no more. No, and I'm like... That's what a lot of people had to cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, 
how to cook, sew. Oh no, man, it's it's like they they set it up for the kids to fail now. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what it's what can you do? With the people that's running for school boards, who on the um city council and all that, is it a way that you know of that they can try to get that back into the curriculum? Because it was an elective. Yeah, it was. And you know, like See, realistically, uh, you know, we took that elective to get an easy A or B. That, but you, so but you, you play. In, yeah, but you in there not knowing that you're learning these skills. Yeah. Lifelong skills. I took five technology classes while I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And all five benefited me. You know, I went straight into the shipyard when I graduated. And everything I learned in technology class, the wood classes, I used in the shipyard. Mm -hmm. So it benefited me. But it's like, I don't think it's more of, it's something how they were saying it takes away from their SOLs. I, I, don't, I don't get it because you don't need nothing but for a basic diploma, you don't need nothing but one English, one math, one science, one social studies. For for um an advanced diploma, all you need is one extra one. So, like, how does that take? How is 16 classes, 16 core classes, and you take what was it, 28? So that's 12 extra classes. How is that taken away from SOLs? But it's I money though. I never got it. They say, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, man, that SOL ain't helping nobody. No, nah, it's a standardized test. That's it's a standardized. <laughs> SOL is not helping nobody in life. So, what's the what? What is the main goal? Like, the kids don't even want to take gym no more. That was girls who didn't want to take gym. Everybody wanted to. Everybody. Yeah, he was all for it. Yeah. Can I get weight trainer? Can I get that extra class? I. I yeah, yeah. We was all for it, man. Moving forward, what is the next step from your uh, from what you're doing? What's the next step? Our next step is is getting help from our city, the city leaders. Getting uh, not having to pay for buildings to help kids. Um, they have it's a lot of vacant buildings owned by the city. Um, allowing us to go into the schools. I've been uh, volunteering in uh, elementary schools for the past three years. And this is every day. And I stopped a lot of the suspensions that were happening in those schools by me just taking the kid out of class and walk around and then we have a conversation uh, about what's going on. And I learned doing that, that a lot of kids do go a lot at home. And when they have nobody to talk to and express themselves, they're going to act out in class. So, you know, Portsmouth had the highest suspension rate a few years ago. I don't know what's up with Portsmouth, man. It's just, they don't want to help us. You know, uh, it's, it's always no uh, if we want to do something. Uh, we bring up ideas that can help. This is no... I, I'm just confused on it. 
I don't remember an elementary getting suspended. Like people getting suspended. You might get an ST5. You might get suspended off the bus. But suspended. yeah, the bus. But, yeah, but suspended. Man, they school. put them kids out of class so fast. And they got security guards now in elementary. Me too, brother. <laughs> oh no, you good. I was getting ready to duck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like you, we got security guards in elementary now. Yeah, never heard of that. And the thing about that, the kids so doped up. Like these kids be on so much medication, man. They like zombies. And um, I had experience with a kid. The teacher said something. The little girl ain't like. She picked the desk up and threw it at the teacher. What grade was this? Fifth? Second, second grade. Mm. Yeah. I ain't never heard of that. Maybe uh, acting out. Cause like, my mom would have, my mom and daddy would have told me the piece. Yeah. And they would do it in school and walk you back to class. Now you can't even do that because. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You look at them the wrong way. Oh, you emotionally abusing this. Let me send uh, child protective yeah. services to your home. <laughs> like, so, so with your with your mentoring program, what's some what's some next events that y'all be hosting? Um, right now, I just I just be joining a lot of uh, other organizations. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to push that we all come together and step instead of everybody doing their own thing. Because to me, I feel like we not, what we doing not working if we don't come together. You know, you got a group of kids over here. You got a group of kids over here who deal with sports. You deal with uh, educational. If we all come together, it makes it easier to reach the kids. And, you know, the support system would be better. A lot of the programs in Portsmouth don't last because funded. So if we all join each other, we can stay around longer. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that because I see a lot of people on Facebook who promote their organization, promote events that they're having and coming together would be a big deal. Because like you said, people are all over, but uniting everyone, one, cost efficient, Two, yeah. bringing the whole city together, not just downtown, maybe Churchland, Capitol Manor, but that shows unity right there. Yeah. Um, so for anybody who want to reach out to you, where can they find you at? Uh, my Facebook name is Brandon Ely. Um, and my... Instagram is at baby boy mentoring program. Um, and my email is uh, baby boy mentoring program at gmail.com. Uh, just reach out to me. Um, I'm always willing to work with people, you know, because uh, we got to make a difference or we're going to lose all our kids to these murders. Well, uh, I want to say thank you for coming up here, man. And I really appreciate it. No problem, brother. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in. Just BSing.